Welcome to Night Shift with Steph, where no sleep happens, but all the fun happens. I'm Stephanie Quintero, and I'm happy you tuned in today. Hello, everyone. I know it's been a while. Thank you for joining me on Night Shift with Steph. Today, we're going to be covering topics around surviving nursing school and a little bit about NCLEX and preparing for your nursing role. So to start off, um, I'm just going to be answering some questions that I prepared as well as other questions that have been sent to me and I'll be sharing any advice slash tips in regards to nursing school. So our first question is, what advice would you give to nursing students who will be starting their clinicals? I am aware I'm a little late, so it's already going to be October. So I know some of you have already started clinicals, but if you haven't, or if you have, um, these tips are still helpful. So for those of you who are starting nursing school and starting their clinicals, it can be very intimidating. It can be a time of uncertainty. You feel like you're just trying to grasp the theory, so then going to clinical and applying it can be challenging, and that's okay to feel that way. I think clinical itself is very daunting, but it's important to just mentally prepare. So, on your way to clinical, you know, hype yourself up. Tell yourself words of encouragement. Today's going to be a good day. Today I'm going to help a patient or a couple of patients. Today I'm going to apply my nursing knowledge. You know, hype yourself up because I know it can be scary and can cause a lot of anxiety, especially if you haven't been to clinical yet. So that's one thing. Another thing is you will be surprised how much you do know and how much you are able to apply in clinical. So if you hear something that's off, don't be afraid to bring it up to your nurse that you're paired with or your clinical professor. So my second question is, what did you feel was essential to have during clinicals to help you be successful? So I'm not sure if y'all are aware of those folding nursing clipboards. And they fold really nicely and it's cool because you can put them in your pocket, like your scrub pocket. And on the back, they typically have normal values for vital signs, for your typical blood work, um, just useful little tips back there that you can refer to during your clinical. So that I thought was essential and it's helpful because you can write on it and take report. Finding a brain sheet that works for you, so that's a sheet that you would write your report on. But if not, if you're not a type of, a brain type of nursing student, that's okay. A simple sheet of paper will do the job too. Um, Always have a pen, an extra pen, just in case. I would always bring my stethoscope because you're going to listen to lungs and bowel sounds and heart sounds. Let's see. 
and bring a sweater. It can be chilly sometimes. Bring your water bottle. Stay hydrated, especially for um, being on your feet. It can be tiring and moving around a lot. You want to stay hydrated. So have that. And, you know, bring your, what another essential is just bringing your smile and your questions and being ready to learn. So that was one of the many things that helped me become successful during clinical. All right, question three. How did you cope with having to finish your nursing assignments when life got in the way? So remember that nursing school can be very overwhelming and sometimes life happens and you have an exam the next day or you have an assignment due that night, but don't forget to take care of yourself. So for me, the way I coped was after clinical, I would take a break. So I would take a little nap, maybe an hour, maybe less, depending, or maybe more, depending how I felt that day. Once I took a nap, I was ready to, you know, I would either eat or I would just dive into homework, studying, but just make sure that you take mental breaks. And if, and if something is going on in your life, make sure you address it. I know it can be hard to or easy to put it aside and just ignore the problem, but you'll be much happier and you'll feel a lot better if you do address the problem. So that's how I coped pretty much stepping away from schoolwork and just focusing a second on myself and how I was feeling. So tuning in and seeing how you feel. Okay, next question. Should you be afraid to approach your professor? So whether it's your theory professor, your clinical professor, a nurse at the hospital? No, don't be afraid. Even if they seem daunting or if they seem unfriendly, you know, nursing, this nursing profession is filled with lots of caring and understanding individuals. So let's say your professor doesn't quite understand where you're coming from and you just need an extension, you know, maybe talk to the TA, see if the TA can help you. You're not alone. Or maybe reach out to your peers. Your peers are very important during this process. You know, find a nice little group that you can study with um, apart from your social group, or if they are your social group and your study group, that's awesome. But no, don't be afraid to approach your professor because they may look a certain way, but then might turn out to be the most understanding and friendly individual. And also I say, don't be afraid because especially if it's in regards to your patient, if you feel like something is going on with your patient that needs attention, then your word is very important and your professor will be very, um, will be very happy and very, and proud of you for bringing up, bringing that up to them. So don't be afraid because this person's life is in your hands, of, of course, along with your nurse that you're paired with. So don't feel like it's your responsibility 100%. But don't be afraid to speak up. Sorry. So, 
Next question. How do you get comfortable with doing physical assessments and knowing you are hearing the correct things? So for me, skills lab is where I learned a lot, you know, kind of where I do my trial and error. So I like to tell people, listen to your friend's heart and lungs and their bowel sounds because your friends are usually 99, maybe 100% healthy. So you are able to have a baseline, an understanding of what healthy lungs, healthy heart, and a healthy tummy sounds like. So once you have that understanding, when you go to clinical and you hear something that you don't usually hear or that you have never heard of, bring that up to your professor. Bring that up to the nurse and say, hey, do you mind checking this out with me? I don't think that his lungs are clear or I I think their heart sounds off, you know? So just get comfortable with um, trying on different people. You know, maybe when you're first learning these skills, practice on your roommate, practice on your family members. Try to get as much practice in so then when you go into your patient's room, you you know where to place your stethoscope. You know what you're listening for. So that's always really helpful. And also, if you are unsure of what you're listening to, grab your professor or your nurse, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to go over that with you. And the patients are very understanding, especially when you're a nursing student. They tend to be more patient. Okay, so how do you juggle clinicals with studying for other classes? So like I mentioned earlier, sorry it's important to take a break you need to take a mental break you've just been in clinical for six to eight hours maybe 12 depending on your program and you need to give your brain a rest you know as much as you feel like you didn't do much or just simply being there and you know soaking it all in is exhausting so make sure when you get home Eat some food, take a nap, watch your favorite TV show, just self-care. And then, you know, move on to studying. I know for my program, our first year was our foundation year, and we had a lot of studying to do. It was basically every day, so it was kind of exhausting trying to balance both. But what really kept me sane was taking breaks in between tasks, in between classes. You know, I had Zeke last year, my husky. So I would take him for a walk, like a nice long walk. We would go for 30 minutes to an hour. So kind of exhaust him and help me kind of refuel myself. So when I would come back, he would be asleep and I would be able to focus and study. So that was always really helpful. So if you have a pet, you know, take him out for a walk because it also helps you, you know, release some of those stressors. Uh, Next question. For you, was nursing school more independent or collaborative when studying? So I'm a combination of both. For instance, I like to listen, for instance, when we have lectures that are recorded, I like to listen to the lecture by myself and kind of soak it in. 
And once I've learned it or soaked soaked it in and kind of reviewed, then I'm open to collaborating because I have found that if I don't study beforehand or if I don't listen to the lecture before I study with a group, while I am in the group study, I get very, very overwhelmed and I realize how much I don't know versus focusing on things that I do know or things that I could understand better. So just find that balance for yourself. Collaborative studying is really helpful for classes that are very complex, like adult health or pathophysiology. I'm currently in pathophysiology, so that's all I've been doing is collaborative work. I'll actually listen to the lecture with my classmates, and we'll kind of pause and talk about it, and then continue, pause, talk about it, and it helps solidify that information like right there and then. But also, if you're more of an independent study person, that's great. You know, good for you. I think that it's totally 100% possible if you feel that that works best for you. I also feel like it's important to have a resource. So maybe have someone's number in your class if you do have a question, if you don't want to reach out to the TA or your professor you know, right away, have a classmate's number so you can check with them and ask them, like, do you understand this concept and see if they can explain it to you? All right. Okay, next question. How do you handle working with a nurse who isn't very excited about having a student? So during clinical, sometimes I am aware that some of you are going in a lot earlier, around 5 a.m. to pick out your patients. So you may not know what nurse you'll be paired with. Regardless, if you do get paired with a nurse who isn't very excited about having you, just one, don't take it personally. Two, do your best to um, make the most of that experience. So try to do, you know, the do the extra miles. So go that extra mile and you know, hey, I, I see that our patient needs um, a bed bath. I will do that for them. Or, hey, I'm going to, you know, clean their, change their bed sheets, clean them. You know, just show them that you're genuinely interested and you genuinely want to help. And they will usually loosen up. But if they don't, don't take it personally. Just, you know, if you don't feel comfortable going in with that nurse, just let your professor know hey, I don't or I didn't get the friendliest vibe from this nurse. Do you mind going in with me to do my assessment? Do you, you know, just communicate that with your clinical professor so they know what's going on and maybe in the future they can avoid pairing you up with that nurse or any of the students with that nurse. But just remember, don't take it personally. So before I wrap up clinical, I wanted to share some tips with you all. So remember to be open-minded. You will learn best with an open mind. Be ready for the unexpected and be ready to get your hands in there. That's how you will learn the most. Yes, you will learn a lot by theory, but applying it and seeing it in real life and doing it solidifies everything. It kind of ties it all together. 
So every day, just come in with a positive mindset. You know, if, if one, let's say last week your clinical day wasn't great, don't let that dictate how your next clinical day will go. Just stay positive. I know that's easier said than done when a lot's going on, but you got this. Remember that. Um, secondly, communication is very important. So as soon as you find out who your patient, who your nurse is for your patient, introduce yourself. Let them know, hi. Tell them your name. Tell them what program you are in, especially a program like mine that's very unique. They don't really understand how much clinical experience you have. So for me, it was always, oh, I'm in my first semester of my nursing program. So, you know, this is my first clinical. And let them know what you can do and let them know what you can't do. So, you know, say, for instance, my program, we could give medications, but we could not give um, pain medications like narcotics. So just make sure you let them know so that the patient doesn't miss out on their pain medication. So that way the nurse knows, okay, well, you, you're going to give 9 o'clock meds, but I will make sure to go in and give that patient their pain medication at 9.30 or whatever the time is. So just be clear and, you know, set those, setting those expectations and between you two will be really helpful. And if something happens, you know, your nurse wasn't in the room, let them know, you know, like, oh, my patient is, is feeling um, dizzy. And, or, you know, we walked to the bathroom and they got really dizzy when we first stood up. And let your clinical professor know. So just make sure you keep everyone in the loop so everyone is aware of what's going on. Because you... Typically, when you first start clinical, you have one patient, so it's that's so awesome. You can give them all your time and attention. When I first started, I remember my professor saying, you know, you want to be in the room as much as possible. And at first, I would just think to myself, oh, that's a little awkward. Like, what am I going to do in there, you know? But once you uh, bond with them, create that connection You'd be surprised how much you learn from them, how much they learn from you, and how much you all can kind of collaborate, you know, in the care. Like, okay, today we're going to work with physical therapy, you know. Let's see, what are your what are some fears that you have? You know, ask them, get to know them. You have all the time, honestly. But, of course, once you move up to two, three patients, you might have less time to, you know, get to – get to really know them but still it's important to build that rapport with your patient okay so another common mistake that I've seen or that I feel I would do as a nursing student is I would just pull all the medications and be ready to give them but my professor would always stop me and be like okay well what are their vital signs are they normal is their blood pressure really low? Is their blood pressure really high? How's their blood glucose, you know, if they're a diabetic patient? So just make sure that you're aware of their vital signs. If they're normal, you know, and then go ahead and give them medication. But if they're if they usually have high blood pressure and then that morning they have a low blood pressure, 
you know, you don't want to give that blood pressure medication that's indicated for high blood pressure and then their blood pressure lowers even more. So just make sure that, you know, you know, if you see a medication you've never heard of, typically you can either Google it or some most hospitals will have like a reference manual through their medication record online. So it allows you to look it up, you know, make sure you know what the medication's for, um, side effect, common side effects. That way you can educate your patient on that. Let's see. I think that's pretty much those clinical tips that I had for y'all. So now I kind of want to dive into, you know, towards the end of nursing school and getting ready for NCLEX. So NCLEX is the licensing exam for you to become a registered nurse. And this exam brings a lot of, you know, anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty around the NCLEX. But let me tell y'all that I passed my NCLEX with minimum question. So during, you know, COVID, they lowered the minimum from 75 to 60. And the high used to be 285. And I think it's now 170, 175. So I had so much anxiety about taking the NCLEX because I wasn't doing very well in our practice exams during the school year that kind of indicate like your progress and your um, percentage, like how likely you are to pass the NCLEX. I was always like 60% chance up until the very end. I, I didn't realize the importance of taking those exams seriously. But also, I've never, I hate to say this, but I've never been a good test taker. Not that that's an excuse, but I tend to have a lot of test anxiety when it comes to standardized tests like this. But this test is different because it, it's, it's known as a CAT exam, I believe. So it kind of changes throughout as you're taking the exam. <clears throat> excuse me, so let's say you get an, an easy question and you do well, the next question is going to be more like a little more challenging. And if you get that question right, then they'll give you an even harder question. And if you get that one wrong, then they'll kind of go back down. So they just kind of test like how you're answering the questions. So I'm just going to share with you all quickly how I prepared for the NCLEX. Obviously, this is how um, what worked for me. This doesn't work for everyone. And there's so many different ways you can study for it. There's no right or wrong way. Just do what you know and feel works best for you. So for me, for instance, I felt comfortable with the with the content, like the information that I learned throughout nursing school. So I focused more on the practice questions. So I did a lot of practice questions because I was struggling with that. That's my that was my weakness was not answering the practice questions correctly. So, I purchased UWorld and I did about 100 questions a day for about maybe yeah, like 6 weeks. So, 
I started studying for it like the beginning of June. I mean, yeah, beginning of June and then end of May, actually, end of May to the end of June because I tested June 22nd. Sorry, I was thinking about that, but. So I did a hundred questions a day for you world and my school offered a like three day review. So that was helpful kind of um, refreshing my memory and reviewing the actual information. So then once I did those three days, I went back to doing a hundred questions on you world and I like you world because it looks exactly like the NCLEX, like the actual format. They're exactly the same everything looks the same so it kind of when you go to the inclex you don't it's it's so familiar it feels familiar so that kind of helps with your anxiety and you world is really challenging so i think my performance was you know usually in the 60s 70s and then i took one of the practice tests and it said i had a i was in the 90 percentile of passing so that was really reassuring for me because i was getting like 60 percent passing rate in school so but yeah that's what worked for me and i would just study the rationales which were provided when you missed a question and also if you got the question right i i highly recommend reading like why you got it right because you might have guessed so it's important to understand like why the question is right or wrong you know i would write them out at the beginning but towards the end closer to end clicks i would just like read them so and i took a lot of breaks i would study for like five six hours take a break sometimes i would study like eight hours a day it takes a lot of dedication but don't give up also i would split up the topic so i would just focus on maternity one day and the next day i would do like finish up maternity and then I would do psych because those those um, subjects are a lot smaller than like adult health has a lot. So split them up. Okay, so I think we're running out of time. So I just wanted to briefly say best of luck to all my nursing students. I know that during a pandemic, it, it's it's kind of scary than usual and you feel like you're at a disadvantage, but you're not. Trust me, this is such a wonderful time to learn. And you have all the confidence, all the tools, all the skills and knowledge that you need going into clinical. So don't, don't second guess yourself. You got this. Also, don't forget to be positive, have an open mind, open, you know, willing to learn and open to all the possibilities that you might encounter during your clinical and enjoy your clinical experience. I miss my clinical experience now being a nurse. There's so much more pressure and responsibility. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I definitely feel a difference. So a good difference, of course. But thank you all for tuning in. I do want to share my rejection story. (laughs) And I'm sure you all want to hear about that too. So I might add it after this or I might add it to my other episode. So stay tuned. 
come back and listen to my surprising news that I have for you all as well. So thank you all. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to Night Shift with Steph. Thank you for listening. My name is Stephanie Quintero. Follow me at Steph Quintero on Instagram and Twitter to find out next week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in.